There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to my podcast. My name's Lorena and this is The Pooch. I hope you're doing well. We are on episode 30 and today I'm going to talk about sleep deprivation and the effect that it has on us, our identity, our relationships, etc. I have put a question box on. a couple of times on my Insta stories to ask what people wanted me to talk about or to share my experience on, I guess. Um, I'm no expert, but I'm in the thick of sleep deprivation and a few people have, have, uh, have, you know, have asked me to talk about it. So I thought I would do that today, as I said, because I'm absolutely in the thick of it. Um, hence, my train of thought might be off. <laughs> uh, I'm not drunk. I may slow my words. I wish I was drunk. I am actually just fucking tired um obviously um if you know i have a newborn he's four and a half weeks old so you'd expect me to be a little tired and sleep deprivation there he sleeps actually like an angel for a newborn so i mean obviously i'm up at night feeding him but you know it's kind of like up feed straight back to sleep um and interestingly i thought um, obviously second time round, I thought that there was a real, you know, issue if he was to sleep more than two hours at a time or like three max. But, um, I guess the way that they see things now is a little bit different. Um, I was told by my, by a couple of, um, you know, pediatricians that because he's, you know, he's flourishing, he's putting on weight, he's actually putting on a lot of weight, um, that, you know, it's not like I have to wake him up during the night to feed him so I'm sleeping well thanks to him it's actually um, my beautiful toddler who has never slept well so sleep deprivation is something that's constantly a part of my life Um, she it can take you know hours and I mean I'm not I'm not exaggerating like I mean hours to get her to bed at night Um, and you know she wakes up during the night most nights Um, often it'll be two to three times um unless the stars align and she like two nights ago she slept through and I still was like what the hell's going on she's three so you know surely sleeping through the night is not a worry at three but for her it's a little bit like oh that's really strange because something always wakes her up whether she's had a nightmare or she's scared or she just I don't know I she I don't know honestly now she's been saying that it's not fair I think that's a bluey quote Um, that it's not fair that she has to be in bed anyway so uh yes I thought I would talk about my experience with sleep deprivation and the impact that it has on my life um and I I actually put a a question out there on insta 
the other day asking you know about how it impacts other people's lives as well and I got a few responses that definitely aligned with the way that you know it impacts me so some of the responses that I got uh, were you know about it kind of bringing resentment into the relationship between you and your partner um, and I'm going to go into that as well but obviously or others just who don't have babies and, and who get to sleep through the night also the impact it has on you know the type of food that you eat because you're tired or you, you know you're craving the wrong things ultimately making you feel worse um, you know in addition to being tired and, and having sleep deprivation then you're not eating the best foods and, and so obviously it doesn't help anger <laughs> just the anger was one of the responses um of course because you're tired and you feel like shit and you just want more sleep and your brain and your body needs it and my cousin stephanie responded and i love this one that she was crying on the floor when her partner ate her food she was already tired and then she came home and realized that her food had been eaten and stephanie i get you 100 percent because if that ever happens to me um, I would be more than just crying on the floor. I can tell you that I'd be, it'll be a mess. I'd be a disaster. So yes, I, <laughs> I get it. So from my perspective, the first way that sleep deprivation seems to impact me, and I absolutely don't know the science behind it, but is I get crazy insomnia. So the more tired I am, and I guess it's like a toddler, you know how they say with kids, sleep promotes sleep. I feel like the less sleep I have gone on, um, the less I can fall asleep, I must go into like full adrenaline mode or I don't know what it is, but I just get insomnia. So, you know, I might be in a position where I could easily have the opportunity to sleep, but, but because I've been up all night or because I'm so unrested, I do the thing that you're not meant to do. And that's lie in bed and scroll on my phone. I, I am not here to talk about sleep health. That's for somebody else on another day. Go and listen to a different podcast. I'm here to tell you that I do all the wrong things. I am just so tired and I'm just so, I think it's also partly insomnia, but also very much like this is my time to do my own thing. And I know it sounds really stupid, but I feel like you'd get me if you were in my shoes and I'm, you, most of you are. Um, when you really have no opportunity throughout the day to just sit in your own thoughts and do your own thing. And obviously mindlessly staring at your phone is not good for anyone, but it's just our chance to just go like block out the world and watch something stupid or, you know, listen to, I mean, if you're, if you're a productive person and you use that time to listen to an awesome podcast, you're very wonderful. Um, but I use that time, you know, to just do stupid things on my phone and it's not healthy. It doesn't help me sleep at all. In fact, I always get to a point where I'm like, my I can feel like I've, I don't know, I can feel like the nerves start to creep up and I can't start to feel a little bit anxious. I'm like, I'm putting my phone down, not because I'm falling asleep, but because I have to, otherwise I'll be up until six in the morning and get no rest whatsoever. So the lack of sleep really puts me in a state of insomnia. And then my behavior during that time does not help at all. I also find that obviously being so sleep deprived and tired, I get increased anxiety I'm not a person who's diagnosed with anxiety I don't have um, generally an anxious personality I feel like I was a lot more anxious you know in my late teens and early 20s um, but I do tend to get quite worked up when I'm really tired and I feel like part of it is this nerves about or this anxiety about 
you know, how the day is going to pan out. So I start to really stress about, um, you know, especially with my toddler. So I start to stress about things like, you know, oh my God, what time of the day is it? Has she had her nap? I'm really not organized and structured. Um, for those that are, you know, good with routines and stuff, you are amazing. I cannot do it. I think I'm a person who gets very bored by routine myself. So I, in some things routine is good, but when a day just is always cut out the same, I'm like, what am I doing living? And I just can't handle it. And I'm just really disorganized and it just doesn't work for me. So it gets to a time in the day, I'm like, fuck, it's three o'clock and she hasn't gone down for a sleep. And then I start to get really worked up knowing what tonight's going to be like because she hasn't gone down for a nap. Um, and it just, you know, that type of stress or that anxiety around the what if, or or how's the day going to pan out really impacts me more when I'm overtired. So, and it starts from the, you know, it can start from the beginning of the day. It can start at 6am when I wake up or wake up at six. That's a fucking dream, isn't it? It can start, you know, whenever I'm up, when am I going to get a chance to have a shower? And I start to get worked up. When am I going to chat, you know, am I going to have an opportunity to get the stuff done that I need to do? I also feel like at this point I get much more overstimulated as well. And that is something that I really struggle with. I have mentioned in other episodes um, that last year I basically I was diagnosed with ADHD. It seems to be a very common thing at the moment for women. So I don't just want to be like, and I'm another one, but it's true. Um, and one of the things that actually led me to go and find out about it was because since having my first baby, this sense of constantly being overstimulated and small things can push me over that that edge. And then to, to, to add to it when I'm tired, oh, my God, it is next level. So, you know, it'll just be that the TV's on just a little bit too loud. Um, the dryer's going on. Or visually, like there's just too much stuff in the same room that I'm in. And so I spend a lot of my time when I'm overtired trying to sort things out and tidy them just to kind of settle the space. And I never can seem to get there because, you know, I'm just, it's just, I'm just overstimulated and it doesn't really matter what I do. And then to add to it, obviously, I have a newborn crying and needing me, needing to be on me, you know, obviously to survive. I have a toddler who is, you know, at the peak of tantrums and all of that, plus the fact that all I need is sleep, is just at its peak because I am, you know, I have sleep deprivation to the max. I guess before I go on, I should kind of describe what my sleep looks like just so that, you know, I'm not sounding dramatic and it's like, oh, you know, I'm woken up for two hours during the night. Um, I tend to try and go to sleep relatively early compared to what I used to when I had the freedom to sleep all night, which I now no longer have, um, because I try and get it when I can. So I tend to go to bed, you know, or be in bed as soon as my daughter falls asleep, which these days, honestly, it can be, you know, 10, 1030. And it's just crazy. Um, it's crazy because she's three, not because I think 10, 1030 is late for me to be going to bed, obviously. Um, so I'm in bed around that time and then probably an hour and a bit later my son will wake up for a feed so you know obviously I'm not falling asleep in that time I've always taken a long time to fall asleep naturally but just knowing that he's going to wake up at some time soon keeps me awake so I'm like oh, I'll just lie here and I'll do all the wrong things and I'll scroll and I'll you know 
be looking at my phone waiting for him to wake up, which is not healthy because sometimes he could sleep another extra hour, which that could be two hours for me to sleep. Anyway, so I've got like this little window where I'm like lying in bed but not actually asleep. Then I may or may not fall asleep, but not long after he'll wake up for a feed. Then I have a good, you know, 40 minutes with him feeding. He goes straight back to sleep. He's perfect. Like, you know, I'll do a little nappy change and then he's back asleep. And then I am wide awake because I just am. Because um, insomnia has kicked in, I guess, by then. And so it'll take me probably another half hour to an hour to fall back to sleep. Normally around midnight, my daughter, no, let's say maybe one o'clock, sometimes a bit later, that's when she wakes up. It tends to be around that time. So, and her waking up is like really loud. So she will get up in her room and her room's not too far from mine and start screaming at the top of her lungs um, until I get to her room. So it's not like she'll call that mom. It's like a full on, you know, yelling her head off. And so I'll go in there or my husband will go in there. Full disclosure, my husband works a lot. So I tend to do, you know, well, I do the, the nighttime routine on my own. Um, normally by the time she wakes up in the middle of the night he's home but um, I still wake up to it so if, if it's me or him that goes in I wake up to it naturally and I'm kind of then you know rewoken up settled her back again sometimes one of us will fall asleep in her room and she's tossing and turning and like it's just anyway I'm not going to do the whole night but just to give you an example so there'll it'll be rare that I'll get maybe two hours in a row sleeping at this point um, and in the whole night, I'll probably sleep maybe four hours at the moment. So that, you know, is not ideal. Um, sometimes I do nap during the day when if I can miraculously get the newborn and the toddler sleeping at the same time. It happened today and it was beautiful. And I was like, I will nap when the baby sleeps. That's something that I will do when I have the opportunity to. My house was a bomb. I feel like shit about it now which is the next thing I want to talk about. Um, but I had to sleep. I was literally dizzy from how tired I was. So that's like, you know, an hour and a half of sleep that I got today. But that's not every day. But yeah, just thought I'd paint a picture of what I mean when I talk about sleep deprivation in my case. And I'm not saying I've got it the worst because I know a lot of people, I can't imagine having twins, newborns or multiple newborns. I've got a lovely friend who's recently had twins and I just it blows my mind how how you'd function honestly um but yeah this is what it looks like in my world so i guess the one of the biggest things that sleep deprivation does in my life and it has impacted me massively and i'll probably I'll, i can talk about this another time at length because it gets me quite emotional and I, i'm really struggling with it at the moment um is that Obviously, I'm tired and obviously I'm dealing with a newborn and a toddler, but I just feel like because I'm so tired, my responses to my toddler are not ideal. I have ideas about, you know, how a toddler should be raised or how a child should be raised. And I'm not, I say it all the time, this is not a parenting podcast, um, but I know that there, you know, I've got my, what I'd prefer to do and what I think makes sense. Um, in terms of the way I want to parent her, the way I, you know, especially when I'm thinking about dealing with tantrums and dealing with really difficult situations for her. She's at the peak of it right now. And when I am overtired, overstimulated, and just, you know, emotionally not prepared, 
I feel like that's when I give the response that I don't feel is ideal. And when I say that I'm, you know, I'm not, it's not horrible and I'm not awful. So don't get the wrong idea, but it is, it's, it's enough to trigger my mum guilt. So I will get very short, quite snappy, um, you know, I tend to resort to the wrong things. So I will be like, you know, if you do that again, I'm taking that off you. And like the things that I don't really believe make good parenting um, tools, you know, threatening to take things that she really likes away from her if she doesn't go to sleep, as if that's going to work on a three-year-old who is struggling to fall asleep. Tell her that her favorite thing is going to be taken away from her in a raised voice, frustrated while a newborn is hanging off your boob and getting to spend more time with you than she is like it logically makes no sense so she's crying very often I end up crying because we're all kind of at the peak of it and um, I then go to bed feeling like shit and my mum guilt is out of control towards her primarily Um, obviously you know I've got mum guilt is going to be trickled into everything that I do um, and, and we all know that that's a thing but particularly towards her at the moment, it's just, it's been really hard because I feel like ever since I had my son, um, my, you know, my attention has to be given to him, obviously. Physically, I'm tied to him when, you know, that wasn't the case before. In, her, in, my, to- in my toddler's world, three years, we were hand in hand, nonstop. And suddenly now I've got a baby in my arms a lot of the time. Um, she goes to bed before he does, which is really awkward for her, I guess. She doesn't really say it, but I feel like I'd be thinking that's so unfair. Like he's a baby, I'm a toddler and yet I'm being put to bed and he's in your arms. Um, but the biggest thing is that I just, I'm short fused. Like I really, really am struggling. And so I feel like absolute shit at the end of every day, mostly around that particularly, um, Also that we're not spending, you know, kind of the one-on-one time that we used to. And that's something that I've just got to, we both have to get used to the fact that, you know, there's another family member here. So it's hard to have that one-on-one, you know, mum, me, daughter kind of time. But really it's just, you know, I I get snappy and I, I say and do the wrong things and I feel really fucking shit about it. And then I cry. And when I cry and she doesn't understand why I'm crying, she gets more and more upset. And then I feel worse that I'm like confusing this poor toddler Ah, yeah, so it's not fun. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The next very, very unhealthy thing that's happening to me at the moment and particularly because I'm so tired and I'm postpartum. So I am unhealthily, unhealthily obsessed with how I feel I look at the moment and it's no lie. Honestly, I I started this podcast, I called it The Pooch and it was all about just getting people away from feeling like shit after they've had a kid and just embracing, you know, the fact that this is this is the reality of of life after a kid, your body looks this way, you know, sharing real experiences, sharing real bodies, you know, get, I get frustrated by things that try to promote tightening looser skin and, you know, all the shit that makes you feel even worse about this body that is so fucking normal and and, you know, natural and that's just the the life the, the natural consequence of carrying a child very often results in a body that looks like mine does right now but also psychologically I guess one of the natural consequences of struggling with no sleep and having a postpartum you know brain right now is that I I am really struggling with the way that I look um, and and I'm dealing with it in a very unhealthy way I know and I feel like part of it is you know I'm also looking 10 times worse because I'm so tired so not only have I just carried a baby put on lots of weight well for me it's it's a lot of weight um you know gotten additional poochiness to my pooch which is very fresh and I'm being I know I'm being hard on myself because logically I would say to anyone else you are four and a half weeks postpartum. My stitches haven't even healed. And here I am looking at the state of my body, expecting it to have gone back to what it was before. Um, yet I am just like, I look in the mirror, I see this tired, haggard face. And so I'm just doing the unhealthy thing and looking online for solutions. And I just hate that that's what I'm doing. I hate that literally my Google search lately has been like how to, you know, bounce back from, you know, after having a newborn um what are all the things that i can do to get rid of a c-section pooch can you believe it like this is i'm so frustrated because this is exactly why i started this podcast because i felt myself going down this spiral the first time and full disclosure i feel like i'm doing it again so i'm totally conscious of it this time which i think is good and and i think i'll get over it quicker but i'm also secretly inside um imagining what my body's going to look like after i do this intensive you know um, body makeover which I won't do um, but I'm just saying like I just feel it's it's an unhealthy obsession at the moment which is a big problem and definitely fueled by being overtired also like one of the responses that I got on my insta story being as tired as I am um, and having that sleep deprivation 
encourages me to make bad decisions because, you know, for example, food, you know, the easy food, the quick food, whatever's available. My hands are also tired and I'm not making excuses, but it's not that hard in comparison to make a smoothie as it is to make some toast and put the wrong things on it. Um, Not that toast is bad, but, you know, if I'm hungry, all I resort to is like, oh, chuck some toast in the toaster next. And so I'm not eating the stuff that makes my body feel good. And so obviously I'm stuck in a cycle of feeling a bit like shit physically, Um, energy wise as well. I'm tired and then I'm not giving my body the fuel that it needs to gain the energy, you know, probably also resulting in some insomnia too. Uh, Yeah, so not ideal. And another big one is, and it was mentioned as well um, on my Insta story questions, is how a relationship can suffer. And I feel like that's kind of all types of relationships, but you know, very much the kind of the resentment that comes with the sleep that you're not getting that everyone else is getting. If I'm at the point now that if anyone complains about being tired and I know, and I've made an episode about this before, so don't come at me about you, but you chose to have kids go and listen to that episode. I don't care. Um, but I, you know, Yes, everyone has a right to be tired, but because I'm so tired, hearing that just makes me go like, you could literally lie down wherever you are, have a nap without being woken up. Your sleep is in your control, I guess is what I'm saying. My sleep is not in my control. So if you complain about being tired, I get frustrated with you. At this point in time, I understand and logically, of course, you should complain when you're tired, but my resentment, my inner resentment towards people who can sleep um, but either do sleep, I'm annoyed at you, and or it, or choose not to sleep and then complain that you're tired, I'm annoyed at you as well. But no, obviously the main the main t- type of resentment I'm talking about is you know towards your partner. So it might be that you've been up all night, um, you know, particularly with a newborn, maybe feeding or whatever it is, and then and then I you know I expect to be the one that gets to sleep in in the morning. But obviously you know there's stuff that has to happen. Um, and, and I, so I get frustrated and I'm sure most people, you know, are on the same page as me where you're like, I've been up all night, you know, I would love not to then have to get up and, you know, do the, the whole toddler breakfast routine and, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, so it's just, it's just a frustration that I guess comes with the lack of sleep and then feeling like you're comparing your experience with somebody else's and being like, hang on a minute. You don't get to be tired. You don't get to have a snooze, a five-minute snooze, you know, just because you've had a hard day at work the day before or whatever it might be. Um, I've been up all night. So it's a, it's it's illogical. I'm, I'm putting it out there. I know it's illogical, but it is, you know, it impacts, I feel, relationships because you're just so, like, tit for tat over sleep. Like, I didn't sleep. You did. I'm doing this and you're not. That's totally unfair. So aside from describing all the ways that I am an emotional wreck as a result of lack of sleep, you might be wondering what I have done to try and get more sleep, particularly around my toddler's sleep, because her sleep is probably the biggest issue in my world. Um, And it has been for the last three years. So uh, it's hard. It's really hard. And I'm sure most of you have this experience as well, because I don't think toddlers typically sleep amazingly but my daughter has just never been a good sleeper so um, I haven't done sleep training I I have to say I haven't kind of 
I've struggled with with the concept of that and maybe it's just my understanding of it. However, I did go to Tresillion. Um, if you're in Australia, you might have heard of Tresillion. It's a service that's basically to support you um, in the journey of getting your child back to sleep. It's not sleep training. And the reason I say it's not sleep training, it's because there's no um, there's no kind of set system that they teach you around you know do these things and your child as a result will sleep um there's not kind of like a a pattern or a rule that you follow so it's not like you're learning a a prescribed way of getting your child to sleep and as a result then you put that into practice and they will sleep that's not my experience anyway with tresillion so i highly recommend tresillion and this was this is basically why my daughter was nine months old um i was really really struggling I think obviously I was overtired because she wasn't sleeping and her as a as a newborn and as a you know baby and up to up until that point you know her waking up at night was I'm talking hours of rocking hours and hours of you know she would only have naps in the carrier on me like it was full on and so I kind of I was just I was exhausted and I had had enough so we called Tresillion and we got a referral and it was really interesting because um, when I was really I was against going, I was really freaked out about going because I thought they were all about, you know, cry, old school, you know, crying your baby uh, sleep, whatever it's called, cry to sleep kind of practices, and like it sounded a bit scary to me. It sounded like a really old school type of place, but um, oh yeah, so I remember getting the call at you know the day after we got the referral and we we filled out all the details they called and they were like actually you can come today and I was like no no no, I'm not ready I'm not ready and that so basically what happens is you go to this place it's like a little bit of a bit of a hospital I guess um and you stay there for five days I think it was five days five nights or something like that and um they do everything for you and your focus is getting your child to settle and sleep so it is beautiful it and it's also covered by medicare which is amazing Um, i think you can pay you can also pay or you can make a donation um, but it is covered by medicare so you basically stay there you're fed you have a room uh you you get taught you go to meditation classes you get taught i got counseling um you see doctors uh, you just basically learn about yourself and about your baby and they, they, but the main focus of the whole experience, which I learned after the fact, which I kind of learned while I was there, was about attachment theory and I guess the importance of being responsive to your baby and how that can actually lead to building confidence in your baby and over time building a sense of security and then as a result of that, sleep. So when the baby wakes up during the night, because it's not apparently natural to sleep the entire night through, humans we wake up, but because of we feel a sense of safety and security, then we we're capable of falling back to sleep. And so that was kind of the overall message. So it wasn't like do these ten things and your child will sleep through the night. It was more respond in this way. Make sure you respond you know, give give your baby a chance to build a bit of confidence. So there was a lot of, you know, opportunities to, to practice a bit of um, um, responsive play and that kind of stuff. So I found it really cool. What didn't happen was a miracle cure to my daughter's sleep. So we left there 
um, and she was still not sleeping very well. However, I changed my tune after going there towards her sleep um, and up until now, up until having a newborn and then becoming a really frustrated, anyway, sleepless mum. But it was more around having that opportunity to be reassured that her lack of sleep wasn't my wrongdoing because I really thought I was doing all the wrong things um, and that's why she was a crappy sleeper, unfortunately. Um, and it was, you know, it was reassurance in that sense, but it was also, I guess, reassurance that, you know, actually picking up and settling your child is not making a rod for your own back and all that shit that you might hear when it's like, no, 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 you know, if the moment you pick up your child or, you know, you try to settle them, you, you, you create this dependent creature. And I'm like, well, yeah, she is dependent. She's a, she's a baby. Um, and, and I guess it just reassured me on my way of thinking. Um, and yeah, it was a wonderful service. So if you're in Australia and you are questioning whether or not to try it out, I highly recommend it. My experience was really positive. Like I said, it wasn't a miracle cure. For some people, it works beautifully. Um, I've had people say that they went to Tresillion and that they basically they slept the whole time while the nurses looked after their child. That did not happen. I was woken up during the night by the nurses to make sure that I would respond to my child if I didn't hear her crying because they actually put us in separate rooms and that was the first time we slept apart, which that was really hard for me. Um, But so, yeah, they make sure that you respond. It's not like you get a little hotel stay while they do all the sleeping sleep training for you. Um, But, yeah, I highly recommend it because I tell you my confidence levels tripled in there um, in terms of her sleep. And, and I think it, it also helped me a lot psychologically and with my mental health as a first time mum. So big recommendation from me. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up here because I feel like there is so much that I could talk about when it comes to sleep and the effect that it has on us. Um, it does, you know, obviously it does have an impact on your identity when you are in the thick of you know postpartum struggles or first time mum struggles and trying to piece everything together and on top of it you are just a different version of yourself because you haven't slept or rested so on that note uh it's 10 o'clock at night my daughter is sleeping at my parents house she's having a little sleepover my son is getting ready to have his next feed so i'm going to go lie down (laughs) as usual i'm here to remind you to trust your gut be kind to your pooch And I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.